Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Republican governors request an urgent meeting with Joe Biden to discuss the border crisis. The president addressing the United Nations. The White House ending the international travel ban. COVID's carnage surpasses the Spanish flu of 1918. Also ahead, has James Bond gone woke? But first, 26 governors from red states demanding a meeting with the president to discuss humanitarian crises at the southern border. The group sending a letter to the White House has 14,000 Haitian migrants camp under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas. The governors want a conference within two weeks to discuss the administration's lack of of response. More than 200,000 people illegally breached the border in August alone. That figure expected to rise this month. President Biden delivering his first speech to the UN General Assembly. Mr. Biden expecting to promote global cooperation on issues like climate change and human rights. The president will make the address as his administration confronts multiple international problems in Afghanistan, the aforementioned border, and a submarine deal with Australia that has really teed off France. Foreign travelers will once again be able to visit the USA beginning in November. Tourists will be required to show proof of vaccination and a negative COVID test within three days of departure. The government hopes the move will boost the economy in the USA during the Christmas season. However, unvaccinated Americans must show negative tests when leaving the country and re-entering. The number of deaths related to the COVID pandemic, surpassing fatalities from the Spanish flu more than a century ago, As of today, 676,000 Americans have died from COVID compared to 675,000 who perished between 1918 and 1920. And here's a fact. Donald Trump's grandfather was killed by the Spanish flu. Back then, the USA's population was 100 million, today 330 million. That makes the pandemic now the death count 1 in 500 as opposed to 1 in 150 the Spanish flu. In a moment, James Bond, he's back and he's woke. Next. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update. Message of the day, Bond, James Bond. Is he woke? The new Bond film, No Time to Die, opens on October 8th. It will, of course, be a big hit worldwide. All the Bonds are. And this is the last one starring Daniel Craig, a guy who never smiles. And Mr. Craig might be different this time around. He might be woke. First, the facts. James Bond is, of course, a fictional character created by British novelist Ian Fleming in 1953. Nine years later, Bond made his big screen debut in Dr. No. So far, actors Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig have all played Bond, with Connery really defining the character. The series now includes 25 films, like Dr. No, From Russia With Love, Thunderball, Goldfinger. Those are the classics, the early films. Daniel Craig's films have done very well, as I mentioned, but they can't compare to Connery's, in my opinion. Craig's version is very different than Mr. Connery's. So the question is, has James Bond gone woke? The upcoming film has no Bond girls. So say goodbye to Honey Ryder, Plenty O'Toole, and many others who were once um, objects of Bond's affection. The film that's opening in October has the most diverse cast in the series. Of course it does. Of course it does. I hope it doesn't have any safe spaces, but it might. So you may remember that Dame Judi Dench, the British actress, played the character M between 1995 and 2012, the first female boss for James Bond. The character Miss Moneypenny, Bond's, I don't know, secretary, I think that might be a good word, is now played by black English actress Naomi Harris, who's very good, by the way. James Bond was written by a very macho guy, Mr. Fleming, as I mentioned. And Fleming's books appeal directly to men. That's the pronoun, men. Of course, some women found the books exciting, but we now live in a much different world, a world Ian Fleming would not recognize. And Fleming's vision of a tough macho guy who all the women swoon over is obsolete. Nevertheless, James Bond remains a symbol of masculinity throughout the world, but he is not what he used to be. As men age, they change, right? Well, sometimes. Hollywood is now the most woke place on earth, and the Bond films are subject to that. The new movie runs two hours and 43 minutes. That's a long time for a woke presentation. I hope somebody will wake me. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it.
For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 25 years ago today... President Bill Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act, a bipartisan block to same-sex unions in America that would last until the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage decades later. Here's the story. Gay rights became a major political issue during the late 1980s as the AIDS pandemic gained global attention. The disease caused countless court battles, over inheritance, death benefits, hospital visitations, and other legal concerns between homosexual partners. Same-sex marriage was first proposed by some liberal politicians in the early 1990s. In opposition stood a bipartisan group of Republican and Democrat lawmakers. The bill for traditional marriage only passed with a supermajority of 342 members of the House and 84 senators. President Clinton initially opposed the legislation, but soon signed the bill on September 21, 1996. The law states, quote, the word marriage means only a legal union between one man and one woman as husband and wife, and the word spouse refers only to a person of the opposite sex who is a husband or wife, unquote. Years later, Mr. Clinton claimed he signed the law to prevent a constitutional amendment that would forever ban gay marriage. Despite the federal code, many states did recognize same-sex marriage in that era. Massachusetts authorized gay unions in 2004, followed by California, New York, Vermont. The discord between the states and the feds caused some chaos in the courts regarding health insurance and other family issues when homosexuals were involved. All that changed on June 26, 2015. In a 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court ruled that same-sex marriage is protected by the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The case rendered the Defense of Marriage Act, quote, superseded and unenforceable. And here's something else you might not know. Today, there are 180,000 married same-sex couples living in the USA. That's 0.3% of all marriages in the country. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.